I'd like to read um, from Philippians 1, verse 9. Sometimes we, we read something and we read it and it's fine, that's fine. But this really, really spoke to me a few months ago and it just jumped out that way as if I'd just read it for the first time. I pray that your love will overflow more and more and that you will keep on growing in knowledge and understanding. For I want you to understand what really matters so that you may live pure and blameless lives until the day of Christ's return. May you always be filled with the fruit of your salvation, the righteous character produced in your life by Jesus Christ, for this will bring much glory and praise to God. And the wee part here that really I want to start with is verse 10, part of verse 10. For I want you to understand what really matters. Just that wee phrase. And if we went round everybody tonight, we could have a list the length of our arm from God's word, the things that we believe really matter. But the one thing I'm going to start with tonight, and the one thing I'm going to speak about tonight, is something that really matters in God's eyes. In Deuteronomy, we get the Ten Commandments. And the first commandment is love the Lord your God with all your heart, all your soul, and all your mind. It says strength in uh, Deuteronomy. But when Jesus says it in uh, Matthew 22, he says mind. Love the Lord your God with all your heart, all your soul, and all your mind or strength. So that is the first commandment. And Jesus says that's the most important commandment in uh, Matthew 22. And we know that, don't we? And we know that. And we've been brought up to know that and we, we know it's important. Looking back in the Old Testament, looking, reading the kings, we read about David, the second king after Saul, and he was a, God, a man after God's heart. But he wasn't perfect, but he was a man after God's heart. And, and mostly he did his best for God and he loved God. And he really wanted to do what God wanted him to do. But when we go to Solomon, he started off well. He started off really well. And he was wise and he was rich. And he built the temple of the, of, for God. And the priest couldn't stand to minister because the presence of God was so, so, so wonderfully deep in that place. So he started off really well. But... It was clear in the teaching that he shouldn't have married women from these other tribes and other countries and places afar off. And he did what was wrong in God's eyes. And he was drawn away from God because they had idols, they had shrines to other gods, and he was drawn to do the same thing. And really it's quite sad when you read that in the latter end of his life, Solomon really doesn't love God with all of his heart. And we look at some of the other kings in the Old Testament, and some of them were just pure evil. Some of them were awful, the things they did, even uh, sacrificing their own children. Really awful. But there were some good kings in amongst it all, and many of them did their best, and they loved the the Lord to God with all their heart, or they thought they did. But some of them didn't take down the shrines in the high places. And there were shrines in the high places, there was Asherah poles, there was all these things that were still there. 
And if you remember, Jesus went up to the high places to be with God. He went up mountains to be with God and spend time with God. So there must have been something about these high places that were important. And yet these kings didn't remove these idols, these foreign idols. And it's quite sad. But I wonder what we're like tonight. I wonder... We don't have a Buddha sitting on the mantelpiece, or hopefully not. And we don't have shrines in the house to other gods. But do we have things in our lives? Wee things, maybe, just wee tiny things that have taken the place of that place we found. I remember when I got saved at first, I don't know what you were like, when I knew God at first, when I invited him into my heart and he became my beloved. I remember that love that the Holy Spirit gave me for God, forgave me for Jesus. And I remember it being so strong. And it really, I just wanted to tell everybody about it. I wanted to tell everybody what God had done for me. um, Because that love was so strong. And sometimes through time, that love can get a wee bit shadowed, a wee bit duller, a wee bit dimmer. To someday we wake up and we we think, oh, I don't think that love for God's there. And sometimes we go on in our Christian walk and sometimes to other people we look as if we're doing okay. And everything's fine. But in Revelation, the church of Ephesus, God says in chapter 2, it says, I know all the things you do. I have seen your hard work and your patient endurance. I know you don't tolerate evil people. You have examined the claims of those who say they are apostles but are not. You have discovered they are liars. You have patiently suffered for me without quitting. But I have this complaint against you. You don't love me or each other as you did at first. Like the authorised says, you've left your first love. And that's what it says. And just tonight, I wonder if we could just think about where we are. If we're honest with ourselves before God tonight. Do we love God as we did at the beginning? When that first love, that... He placed within us because we can't really love God without the Holy Spirit enabling us to love God. It's only in and through him that we can love him. Do we love him the way we did or have we left our first love? And if that's the case tonight with any of us, there's always hope in God. There's always hope in God because I've been there and I know because I know that that first flush of love that I had for Jesus when I got saved at first I knew that it had gone dim over the years and it had gone really dim actually but God and he restored me and I can say tonight that I do believe I love him more now than I've ever loved him before I do believe now that that love is a fire within me people talk about the fire of God the fire of God everybody wants the fire of God but that fire is the love. That love that in the passion that we have for him is the fire. And he gives us it. It's him that gives us it. And he knows our hearts. He knows where we stand tonight in front of him. He knows exactly. Better than we know ourselves actually. I found out over my life that God knows me better than I know myself. And really there is hope. There is always hope in God. And if tonight you find yourself in that place that um, I think my heart has gone a bit dull. I'm not as bright inside. I'm not as full of love for God that I once was. Speak to him and ask him. Ask him for that love again. 
I'm sorry, Lord, I've lost it. I don't know where I went wrong. And maybe I do, maybe I sinned and I've not repented of it. Maybe there's something in my life that shouldn't be there. But whatever it is, speak to God. He loves you. He loves you and he wants you to love him in the way that we can. Through him and in him. I just, just would encourage you tonight, if that love has grown cold in your heart, to really speak to him and ask him, Lord, restore unto me the joy of my salvation. Restore unto me that first love that I had for you when I first knew you. Because everything flows for that love. Everything in our Christian walk will flow from that love. What Maureen was talking about tonight will flow from that love. And it will spur us on in a way that we will do what Maureen was talking about, sharing God, pardon me, with other people. And we'll do it in love because of that love we have for him. It will be a sharing in love because we'll love the people and we'll love the souls and we don't want anything sad to happen to them. We don't want them to go to hell. But it will be in love and that's the way we'll do it because we love God first. Because you loved us. I would just encourage you tonight. This could be the start of a deep, wonderful love affair with God again. And I would just encourage you to, to make that change. If it needs, needs, needs changed in your life, to make that change. Because it makes all the difference. It makes all the difference. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we do thank you tonight for your love an all-encompassing love that we can't even understand, Lord. So powerful and so strong and so deep. Father, we pray for each of us tonight, Lord. We pray that you would stir our hearts towards you. Father God, that you would restore that love within us for you. That you would be first in our lives. That there wouldn't be things in our lives that take the place of you. That you would always be first, Father. Oh Lord God Almighty, we love you tonight. We thank you and we bless you. Father, make the changes in us that need changed, we pray. Let us be open to you. Let us cry out to you, Lord, for that change. If it needs done in our lives and our hearts. We bless you and thank you. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen.